0: The Sixth Mansion, Chapter Six of the Interior Castle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulet. The Interior Castle, or the Mansions, by Saint Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. The Sixth Mansion, Chapter Six. She mentions some of the effects of the prayer, of which she spoke in the preceding chapters, etc. From these sublime favors the soul so ardently desires wholly to enjoy him who bestows them on her, that she lives in a great though delightful torment, and she has also a certain longing to die. And hence, with continual tears, does she beg of God that he would take her out of this exile. Everything that she sees in it wearies her in solitude she finds some ease, and then this sorrow comes upon her immediately. But without it she is not content. In a word, this poor butterfly meets with no repose that lasts for any time. Still, as the soul is so full of tender love, any opportunity which presents itself to her of enkindling this fire more and more makes her take wing. Hence, in this mansion, raptures are very common. Without her having any means to avoid them, even when they take place in public. Persecutions and slanders immediately follow, for though she desires to be without fears, they will not leave her, because there are many who cause them, especially confessors. And though, on the one hand, she seems to have great security in the interior of the soul, especially when she is all alone with God, yet, on the other hand, she is in great affliction, because she fears lest the devil might deceive her so as to make her offend him whom she loves so tenderly. She is little troubled about what people say against her, except when her own confessor afflicts her, as if she could do more. She does nothing but entreat everyone to pray for her, and beseech His Majesty to guide her, by some other way she is told to do so, because this is so extremely dangerous. But as she has found such great benefit by the other way, she cannot help thinking that she is walking according to what she sees and hears and knows in the commandments of God, and this is the path which conducts her to heaven. Hence she cannot but help desiring this way, though she might wish not to do so. Still she resigns herself into the hands of God. Then, again, her inability to desire what she is told troubles her likewise because she thinks it is an act of disobedience to her confessor and it seems to her that in obeying him and endeavoring not to offend our lord the remedy lies for not being deceived hence she would not willingly commit a venial sin even though she were to be cut in pieces and she is exceedingly afflicted to see how she cannot be free from committing many willfully god gives these souls so great a desire of not offending him in the least thing and, if possible, of not committing even the slightest imperfection, that for this reason alone, were there no other, she would fly from all men. She envies those who live, and those who formerly lived in deserts. On the other hand, she would have no objection to be placed in the midst of the world, in order to try if she could be instrumental in making only one soul praise God more earnestly. If a woman she grieves that her sex puts a restraint upon her which prevents her from doing it and she envies those exceedingly who have the power of crying out with a loud voice, and of proclaiming who this great God of hosts is. O poor butterfly, thou art bound by many chains, which will not allow thee to fly as far as thou desirest. Have pity on her, my God. Dispose everything now in such a manner, that so she may in some degree fulfill her desires for thy honor and glory. Regard not her small merits, nor her natural baseness, thou art able o lord to cause the mighty sea to retire and great jordan to divide that the children of israel may pass over but do not pity her for aided by thy power she will be able to bear many crosses she is determined to do so she desires to bear them extend o lord thy mighty arm let not her life be spent on things so base let thy greatness appear in so low and feminine a creature that men, seeing she can do nothing of herself, may praise thee, cost what it may. This is what she desires, and she would give a thousand lives, if she had so many, that so by her means one soul might praise thee a little more. And she would consider them all as very well bestowed, knowing perfectly well that she does not deserve to suffer the least cross for thee, and how much less death. I know not, sisters, why I have spoken thus, I do not understand myself. You must know that these are the effects which remain after such suspensions, and they admit no doubt whatever, for they are not desires which pass away, but they are fixed and constant, and when any opportunity offers itself of discovering them, she sees that they are not feigned. But why do I say they are fixed? Sometimes, even in mean and trifling things, the soul feels she is cowardly, and so timorous, that it seems impossible for her to have courage for anything whatever. I believe that our Lord, then, leaves her in her natural state for her own greater good. For at that time she understands that if ever she had courage for anything, His Majesty gave it to her, and this truth she sees with such great clearness as leaves her annihilated, and more experienced in the mercy and greatness of our Lord, who is pleased to manifest them in so vile a creature but most generally she is in the state I spoke of before. One thing observed, sisters, in these ardent desires of seeing God, viz., that sometimes being so oppressive they must not be increased, but, if possible, directed in some other way. I say, if possible, because in some cases, of which I shall speak hereafter, this would be quite impossible, as you will see. In these first, it may sometimes be done, because the reason is so entire as to conform itself to the will of God, and say what St. Martin did. If the desires press us much, the thought may be turned to something else, because as they are the desires of persons who are very far advanced, the devil may well excite them to make us believe we are of that number. Hence, it is always good to walk in fear for my part i consider that the devil cannot counterfeit the quiet and peace which this pain produces in the soul rather will some passion be excited like that by which we are disturbed in worldly matters but he who has no experience either in one or the other will never understand this matter for thinking it something very great he will increase the desires all he can and thus injure his health very seriously for this pain is continual at least very frequent. Observe likewise that a weak constitution usually causes some of these troubles, especially if the person be of a tender nature, and grieve about every trifle, which makes them a thousand times inclined to think that they are weeping for God, though it be not the case. It may also happen that a person, from hearing the least word, or from thinking upon God, may shed abundance of tears, and not be able to resist them, because there is some humor at the heart which tends more to produce this effect than the love which she has for god and it seems she cannot stop weeping such persons having heard that tears are good do not suppress them they wish for nothing else and therefore they increase them all they can the object of the denial herein is that they may weaken themselves in such a way that afterwards they may be unable either to make use of prayer or observe their rule methinks that you are wondering as if you wish to ask me what then are you to do if i consider there is danger in everything since though tears are good there may be a delusion in them perhaps i am myself deluded in this respect but believe me i speak not without reason for i have seen this delusion happen to some persons though not to me for i am not at all tender rather i have a heart so hard that it sometimes gives me pain yet when the fire within is great however hard the heart may be it drops like an alembic we may easily discover if the tears proceed hence for they are more strengthening and pacific than turbulent and very seldom they do us any harm the good which comes from this delusion when it is such is this that it injures the body not the soul if there be humility if there be not humility it will be no harm to entertain this suspicion Let us not suppose that all consists in weeping much, but rather in working and practicing virtues, for these are what we ought to value most. Let tears come when God sends them, without our endeavoring to cause them. The tears which God sends will leave this dry ground watered, and are a greater help for procuring fruit, though we may esteem them but little, because this is the water which descends from heaven. But what we draw up by the strength of our arm is not to be compared to this, since we may often dig and weary ourselves, and not meet with a small pool of water. And how much less, then, with a fine spring? I consider it best, then, sisters, that we should place ourselves in the presence of our Lord, and consider his mercy and greatness, together with our own baseness, and let him afterwards give us what he pleases, either water or aridity." He knows much better than we do what is proper for us. By this means we shall enjoy rest and quiet, and the devil will have no opportunity of playing tricks upon us. Among these sweet yet painful favors, our Lord also gives sometimes certain transports, and a strange kind of prayer which she does not understand. But I mention it here, in order that you may praise him exceedingly, should he be pleased to grant you this favor, and that you may know it is something which really happens. It is, in my opinion, a close union of the powers, though our Lord here leaves them with our liberty, in order that they may possess this joy. And the same also happens to the senses, without their knowing what they enjoy, nor how they enjoy it. This may seem something very odd and strange, but the thing certainly happens. It is a joy of the soul so excessive that she does not wish to possess it alone herself but to tell it to all men, that so they may help her to praise our Lord, for this is the object and end of all her movements. Oh, what festivals would she keep, and what signs would she show, if she could, that all might know her joy? She seems to have found herself, and therefore, with the father of the prodigal son, she wishes to invite everyone to behold her in her present state, for then she has no doubt of her being in security i am persuaded she has reasons for this security for it is impossible the devil should cause such great joy in the very interior of the soul together with such a peace hence her whole delight is to excite all others to praise god it is very painful to her that being possessed with such a transport of joy she can be silent and can dissemble This it was, no doubt, which St. Francis felt when some robbers met him, as he was crying out in the fields, and he told them that he was the herald of the great king. Other saints also went into the desert, that, like St. Francis, they might proclaim the praises of their god. I knew one who did this, viz. St. Peter of Alcantara, whom I consider to be a saint on account of his life. Yet those who heard him sometimes thought he was a fool oh happy foolishness sisters should god give it to us all what a favor he has bestowed upon you to confine you to a place where though he should bestow this upon you and give you proofs of it it would rather help you than be an occasion of your meeting with reproach as it would certainly do if we lived in the world where men are so little accustomed to hear the praises of god published that no wonder they notice such a thing O wretched times, and miserable life we now live in! Happy those souls whose lot has been so fortunate as to be free from these dangers! It is sometimes a particular pleasure to me when, as these sisters stand before me, I see they have such inward joy, that they give to the very best of their power the greatest praises to our Lord, for their living in a monastery. And it is very evident that these proceed from the interior of the soul." this sisters i wish you often to do for one who begins excites the rest upon what can your tongues be better employed when you are together than the praises of god since we are so much obliged thereto may his majesty vouchsafe often to grant us this kind of prayer since it is so secure and profitable we cannot acquire it by our own strength because it is so exceedingly supernatural and sometimes it continues a whole day at which time the soul is like one who has drunk too much yet not so much as to lose her senses or to be like one who is melancholy that has not quite lost his reason but who does not forget what has been impressed on his imagination nor can any one make him forget these are very rude comparisons wherewith to illustrate so precious a subject but my understanding cannot discover any better The case, then, is this. This joy makes the soul so unmindful of herself and all things else, that she pays no regard to anything else, nor can she speak of anything else, except what proceeds from this her joy, viz. the praises of God. Let us help this soul, my daughters. Why do we desire to have more understanding? What can give us greater pleasure? May all creatures assist us herein, for ever and ever. Amen, Amen, Amen. End of the Sixth Mansion, Chapter 6